Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, May 31st. Ruach. Today's scripture reading, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, from the Message Translation, which reads, First this, God created the heavens and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke, light, and light appeared. God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. God named the light day, he named the dark night. It was evening, it was morning. Day one. This is God's word. Ruach. And no, I didn't just cough or sneeze. Ruach. Or if you prefer, and if you're reading this in, well, if you're reading this in print right now, I'd have in front of you the, well, the Hebrew letters. I mean, so if you prefer looking at the Hebrew letters, great. But no, let's just stick with the transliteration Ruach for now, which is R-U-A-C-H. Make sure you give it that guttural at the end. That's just what makes it fun. Ruach. Ruach just takes us to a place a bit foreign and perhaps even a bit exotic. Ruach is a Hebrew word occurring some 378 times in the Hebrew scriptures that involves a primal sense of movement. Specifically, of the movement of air in the form of breath and wind, which will be the first two metaphors of the Holy Spirit we'll delve into a bit this week. Right now, let's just zero in on Ruach as movement. There may be air in the room, but if it's not moving, it's not Ruach. It's just air. There's air in the 119 caverns deep below the surface of Carlsbad Caverns National Park in New Mexico. But there's no ruach because there's no movement. No movement, no change. Stalagmites and stalactites formed from calcium deposits left by slowly and steadily dripping water dominate the landscape, often joining together to form full columns where they have the freedom to so accumulate due to the absence of Ruach. No Ruach, no movement. No movement, no change, no disruption. Only calcification. Think Lot's wife. Is that why she turned into a pillar of salt? Her ultimate aversion to movement? And then there's this scene of primal creation in the first ancient poetic procession of Genesis 1, with its dark, swirling, watery chaos and confusion, in which resided so much raw, burgeoning potential, not commandeered and conquered like a warrior, or like a cowboy breaking the ultimate wild bull, but like a mother bird hovering over her young, or a young woman caressing the face of her newborn child. Ruach, you see, is thoroughly feminine. 
not only in the words grammatically gendered tag, but in the defining movements of her introduction on the biblical stage. Our resistance to the female pronoun reflecting not biblical integrity, but encultured bias towards all things masculine and fear of all things feminine, at least in the realm of religion, though I would suggest it goes much deeper and wider. Yet, notice our unabashed propensity to clothe the fiercest of storms in garbs of feminine names. Ruach, indeed. Yes, just what female name might we use to tag that sound of a rushing mighty wind in that upper room on Pentecost? So, you'll find me regularly employing female pronouns when speaking of the spirit, reflecting the Hebrew ground beneath our feet though you're welcome to revert to the traditional male pronouns in your mind as I do so, or perhaps even offer the neuter it, answering more literally to the neuter-gendered roughly equivalent word pneuma in the pages of our New Testaments. Honestly, she won't mind. Just remember that ruach always involves movement. And not just any movement, but creative, life-giving, earth-shaping, and shaking movement, possibility expanding, potential unfolding, movement. Ruach is the very caress of God on our pallid cheeks or on our fevered brow, which makes me want to go all beetles on you, but it's something in the way she moves. But I'll spare you. You can YouTube it. You can read the whole procession of creation in Genesis 1. Just make sure you read through chapter 2, verse 3, to take in the whole procession. Or alternately, or perhaps even additionally, you can read Proverbs 8 and the ancient Hebrew ballad of Lady Wisdom in her formative role in the creation of all things. But read again. Take your pick. See what you see. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. Where does your life feel like a Carlsbad cavern in desperate need of some creative, life-giving, possibility-expanding movement? How can you let it in? How can you invite Ruach into the caverns of your life? Breath of heaven, how utterly foreign you are to me. How like an undiscovered country, beckoning to me, inviting me, teasing me, unsettling me. Come, O sly wind, blow open these doors and disturb all we have so neatly arranged with a new thing you would do. And restrain me from the immediate impulse to contain you, or worse, to bottle you. (laughs) 